Our sermon series is called Unbalanced. It's looking at the way that we follow Jesus. And when we do that, not only to ourselves, but to anyone watching, it's going to look different, maybe even weird, hence the term unbalanced. Uh, Today's message really isn't about Jesus or even those who follow Jesus It really is about you and me. It's for you and me. Really answering the question how it is that we handle this unbalanced life. How it is that we follow Jesus. Not only when it looks weird to everyone else, but especially when it looks weird to you and me. The question I want to ask you today is, are you confident or are you confused or maybe a little bit of both. Sometimes we can portray those who follow Jesus as if they simply just made a decision one day and they went from one life to another and they never looked back and they never had any problems after that. Decisions that used to be difficult no longer are. And circumstances that used to be really challenging are now just easy, simple Um, they never doubted again and they always knew what God wants for them and where he was leading them. It was just that simple. And while there could be a few people that are like that, I don't think that most of us have any relation to that. I think uh, it's much more common that we're confident on some days and then confused on others. Uh, Some days we're doing great. We know exactly where we stand with God and what he wants uh, us to do. And then there are days when we're not doing so great. Um, We uh, aren't sure where God is leading us or what God really wants from us. And it can be really, really frustrating. It shakes our confidence and it adds to our confusion. There's a story from the life of Jesus that I think illustrates this. And I, I, I want to share it today because we can learn a whole bunch from it. I want you to see how patient Jesus is when we doubt. I want you to see how reassuring he is when we're confused. And how you and I can be more confident the next time we're not so sure what's going on and what's happening around us. Let's go to the book of Matthew, and in the 14th chapter, we're going to read one of the most commonly known stories of Jesus, one of the most common miracles of Jesus, Jesus walking on the water. The day before, Jesus had been teaching and doing another well-known miracle, feeding thousands of people with only enough food for probably one or two, and yet that's what he did. So now Jesus is getting ready to do something for those who, who follow him. It's more than just witnessing another miracle. While the power and position of Jesus are definitely going to be shown, um, uh, there's also uh, our struggle. That is obvious to anyone who reads this. So let's take a look. Matthew chapter 14, starting with the 22nd verse. Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, 
He was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me! Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. There's so much that you and I can learn from this story. And again, uh, like the story we read last week, the details are there. Did you notice right away that it was Jesus who sent those that were following him away from him? He said, go on ahead without me. And reading on, it says they didn't really have a great time. The waves, it says, uh, buffeted the boat. Now, one version, uh, uh, one translation says they experienced rough seas. It doesn't take a Bible expert to know that there are times when you and I sail into rough seas. Uh, What can be confusing, though, is when we're trying to follow Jesus and we find ourselves in rough seas. Did he actually make that happen for us? Did, does he even know what's going on in our lives? Uh, uh, when we find ourselves in rough seas, uh, sometimes we realize that those circumstances at best aren't fun at all. And at worst, they can actually really hurt us. We wonder how this happened or where God is. What's he doing? This is why the story is more than just about Jesus' miracle. It's also about how sometimes Jesus sends you and me into places that we do not expect. What if there are times when Jesus sends us to places knowing full well that it's going to be hard? There's going to be difficulty. And what if the difficulty we experience is preparing us for something more to come? What if we're sent into rough seas to be better prepared for bigger storms? Why are you and I confident in the power of God when the seas are calm, but we're confused and we don't understand what God's doing when the seas are rough? Why is it that it happens that way? Why are we confused about God's intentions or even his care for us when those storms come? I know this may be hard to accept sometimes because our worlds tend to get small when those rough seas come, but this is a part of walking with Jesus. It really is a challenge. Notwithstanding all that, one of the great blessings that you and I have when those storms come is memory, what we remember. 
You and I remember when we're trying to figure out which bills to pay, which bills to pay, or when there's some trouble in our marriage. We pray and God was there. Years later, the bills are bigger and so are the challenges in our marriage. Or maybe there's something altogether different that we're going through. But we remember what happened. We remember how God brought us through, how he carried us. God was faithful then and he'll be faithful now. So we're confused, then we're confident, then we're confused again, and then we're confident again. It can be frustrating, but this really is how we grow in our faith. It's not that things ever really get easier so we don't have to worry. It's that we lean on God more so we don't have to worry. That's how it goes. We're confident in God in the middle of our confusion. But there's more to this story. It says that Jesus went to them walking on the lake. Now I know there are times when you and I read miracles and it tends, us, tends sometimes for some of us to be skeptical of the things that we read. But I want you to look at what was written. For those of us that are familiar with this story, we may be desensitized to those details. But listen again. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, They were terrified. Well, of course. They didn't recognize Jesus. I don't believe that they were trying to figure out who was there. I believe they were trying to figure out what was there. That was the crazy part about it. I mean, really, who's ever seen anything like this? You? Me? I haven't. I don't think you have either. That's the whole point. They were terrified. Theirs was, I think, a a common reaction to an extremely uncommon event. And that's exactly what I want you and me to zero in on. They were afraid because the one who was the son of God, they thought was actually a ghost. Has that ever happened to you? Right now you're thinking, um... No, I don't think this has ever happened to me. Okay, think again. Think for just a little bit. Looking back, how many times do you remember God trying to warn you about not making a decision that you really wanted to make and went ahead and made anyway? That ever happened? Uh, When the warnings were there, those uncomfortable feelings, or maybe a good friend was telling you that you really shouldn't do that, you thought your friend was a ghost, but it really was God. That's the point. God was trying to warn you. Looking back, how many times has God said, I want you to go over here and I want you to do this, but you said, I don't want to go over there. I don't think it's safe. I don't think it's going to work out. You thought it was a ghost and you ran away, but it was really God trying to take you where he really wanted you to go. The point I'm trying to make is there are times in our walk when Jesus comes to us in ways that we don't expect. And sometimes we're confused and sometimes we're confident. What seems the right way to go or the right thing to do is actually very different from where Jesus is going 
and what he's doing. He comes out of the blue. He does what we would never expect. He says what you and I would never think of. We're confident in Jesus, but we're confused in our circumstances. And that's so normal for you and me. I would understand if you're frustrated right now because you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know exactly what's going on, but you think, but how are we supposed to know? What are we supposed to do? How how do I figure out when God's leading me and when God's warning me? It really is a challenge, but look at what happens in this story. Listen, Jesus immediately said to them, it's okay, take courage, it's me. You want to know when God's leading? You want to know when God's warning? It doesn't take too long for Jesus to show up and say, it's okay, it's me. It's okay. You may not recognize Jesus right away, but it won't take long for him to reveal himself. It's not really as foggy as you and I might think, because he never contradicts himself. He doesn't let us stay in confusion for too long. God doesn't tell tell you that your marriage is in trouble and then help you to end it. He doesn't do that. He won't steer you away from a bad relationship so you can be alone and miserable the rest of your life. God doesn't heal you from an addiction and then shame you for it. God doesn't forgive you for being angry and then not give you peace. He's not a God of confusion or chaos. He's a God of order and peace. Even though sometimes you and I might be confused. And while we're standing in between confidence and confusion, Jesus then helps you and I to know what to do next. Listen again. Peter says, Lord, if it's you, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. If it's you, Peter knew what he was seeing, but he still didn't know if it was really Jesus. Sometimes, really honestly, sometimes I don't know what God's doing. Sometimes I don't understand what God is doing, even though I know he's doing it. And sometimes I'm just so tired, I just, I, I just don't want to figure it out anymore. And what I do is I say, God, I'm too tired for this. Can you just tell me? Can you just tell me what I'm supposed to do? Can you tell me where I need to go? God doesn't mock me when I ask for those prayers. And he won't mock you if you pray that way also. I want to encourage you. When you're frustrated, just say, God, help me. I don't, I can't, I'm too tired to figure it out. Just help me. Tell me what to do. God, if it's you, make it obvious. If it's you, make it easy for people like us. And what happens is actually kind of interesting. 
Because in the midst of our struggle between confidence and confusion, Jesus asks you and me to do things we don't expect. If it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus says, sure, come on. This is a really interesting exchange between Jesus and Peter. And I think is a really interesting exchange, can be an interesting exchange between Jesus and you and me. It's not Jesus who makes the suggestion to come out on the water. It's Peter. Peter's the one that comes up with the idea. So let me ask you, what's your idea? What do you want God to do in your life? Have you ever thought, God, can I do this? God, can I overcome this addiction? God, can I really forgive that person that's hurt me so deeply? God, can you help me to have a healthy relationship? God, I'm sick and tired of being angry all the time. Can you help me with that? Jesus' answer to you and me is the same answer to Peter. Sure. Come on. Let's go. Follow me. Go where I go and do what I do. You and I want those things, but I think sometimes there's a part of us, or maybe often, too often, there's a part of us that says, it just can't happen. It just won't work. Not with me. And there's a part of that response that's actually true. You'd be right if you said that. But we're not counting on our ability. We're not counting on our wisdom. We're counting on the ability of Jesus, the wisdom of Jesus, the power of Jesus. He's the one that takes us to places that we could never go. He's the one that does things that we think could never happen. He's the one that blesses when we think there's only a curse. He's the one that gives grace when we're so used to hearing condemnation. And this whole story right now is intended to lead you and me to this very point. Everything that we've said leads up to this spot in the story right here. <clears throat> Peter is secure in the boat. Even though the seas are rough and it's really dark, He's secure in the boat. Peter is a fisherman. He's lived on the water. He's happy in the boat. Even though sometimes it stinks of fish, even though sometimes it's hot and awkward or cold and windy and rough and difficult, he's used to living life in the boat securely until Jesus came. And Jesus showed him there's more to life than the boat. Jesus has taken him places that he's never thought he'd be able to go. He's seen Jesus do things that he didn't think anyone could do. But Peter is happy and content in the boat. Or is he? Peter is stepping out. He's leaving 
the boat. Jesus isn't Aladdin. He didn't fold his arms, nod his head, and poof, Peter's now standing on the water. That's not what happened. Jesus can ask, and he can even command. But it's Peter that has to have the faith to step out of the boat. It's you and me that have to decide to follow Jesus, to obey Jesus. It's an old line, but it's a good one. If you want to walk on water, you got to get out of your boat. It then says that Peter walked on water toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind and the waves, he began to sink and he cried out, Lord, save me. And in that moment, Jesus responded, are you kidding me? Forget that. Where's your faith? You had enough faith to step out of the boat, but you didn't have enough faith to keep your eyes on me. No, you lose. You and I know that's not what happened. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and rescued Peter. And instead of thinking of Jesus' words as a rebuke, I'm going to ask you to think of it this way also. Peter, you were there. You were with me. You were walking on the water. It was happening. And then you started to look around and you wondered, is this really happening? But it was really happening. You saw it was happening, but why did you believe it wasn't happening? You know, when we get back in the boat, the guys are going to give you a hard time about this. But don't you ever forget that you had the faith to get out of the boat. When you and I choose to follow Jesus, there are going to be days when we're walking on water. And there are also going to be days when we're sinking. And Jesus is there for every one of them. Confusion says, I know he's Jesus, the son of God, but these waves are pretty high. Confidence says, I know these waves are pretty high, but he's Jesus, the son of God. Confusion says, I know he can do anything, but I've never seen anybody walk on the water. Confidence says, I've never seen anybody walk on the water, but I know he can do anything. Confusion says, if I step out there, will Jesus help me? Confidence says, Jesus will help me if I step out there. Confusion says, Jesus helped me, but I'm still sinking. Confidence says, I'm sinking, but Jesus will still help me. I want you to know it doesn't matter who you are or where you've come from. You can come to Jesus anytime because he's already on his way to you. I want you to know it doesn't matter what you've done or what somebody else thinks you've done. Jesus loves you and is on his way to you. The question is, will you step out of the boat? Will you come to him? 
It doesn't matter. You can come to him at any time. You can come to him when the days are beautiful or whether we're in the middle of a pandemic. You can come to Jesus. If you're interested in coming to Jesus and you want to know more about it, please reach out to us. Come get online, step, uh, get connected with that uh, page uh, on our website, uh, crosspointma.org connect. Reach out to us and we can help you find and follow Jesus because that really is the only answer. Father, thank you so much for the hope that we have. Thank you so much for Jesus coming out to us in the middle of a mess, in the middle of a storm, in the middle of our rough seas. God, when you do come to us, sometimes we can't understand what's going on. There's so much happening around us and we may not understand it's you that's coming to us, but don't let our confusion get in the way of our salvation. Help us to see you. Tell us that it's you. Let us know. Uh, reach out to us through our friends. Help us to, to, to hear the words of songs and, and read the words of scripture so that we can understand clearly and not be confused. And Father, help us to have the faith to step out from the security of our boat to the power of walking with you. And even in those moments, God, there's some days that we're going to be confident and other days that we're going to be confused. But help us to always keep our eyes on you. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.